Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I'm super excited to have you here. I am sitting down recording a whole bunch of solo episodes, which is something that I I have not done for a little while. And um, it feels a little bit strange to be back in this place, but it also feels just really, really nice to kind of just sit with you and share my voice and share my thoughts and know that you are listening on the other side. So here's to spending a little bit of time listening to each other and connecting on this crazy digital platform that we now have access to. Today, I want to have a conversation with you about the manifesto pressure to perform the manifesto pressure to perform. I I don't think that I've ever, ever seen any content on this. I mean, I could probably say that over a lot of things that I talk about in this manifesto space. You know, I, that's sort of one of my big drivers in creating content is speaking about the things that are not ever spoken about anywhere else. And, um, you know, as a manifester, if I have to see, you know, one more kind of like textbook, token, share for manifestors. Oh, you're here to initiate. You're here to feel peace. You're here to just have space and freedom and do whatever you want, but you've got to inform people before you take action. I think that if I see one more of those things, I I will probably scream. I do internally scream (laughs) when I see them and then try to protect my space from that because it really triggers me and and sends me into anger for, for no good reason. But One of the things that we really don't hear spoken about often, and I don't think that I've ever really directly spoken about before either, is this experience that manifestors have to perform, right? We experience this pressure, spoken or unspoken, from other people to use our abilities, to use our power, to use our skills. And what we're talking about here is our ability to initiate, right? where we receive this pressure to do that for other people. In my experience, it has largely been more unconscious than conscious, right? I think that, you know, when I look back over, over my life and I can see how this pattern has been playing out as a manifester, I can see that probably 80% of it has been unintentional. It's just people responding to my manifesto energy and being really, really uh, kind of inspired by that and lit up by that or feeling intimidated and threatened by that. And so they just sort of like hand the reins over to me and say, well, you you do it. You, you deal with it. You take care of this and then the rest of us will reap the consequences. But there certainly is about 20% of my experiences as well, where people have identified that very clearly and they have undertaken great measures 
to take full advantage of my abilities to initiate for their own good to the exploitation and sacrifice and detriment of me. And I know that a lot of you listening to this will probably be nodding along right now, okay, because this is this is part of the manifesto experience. This is um, part of the wounding we experience, part of the trauma we experience, even before we know ourselves that we are really initiating or that we're able to do it. This this stuff is all happening. It's It's all kind of happening in all of our interactions. And as we get older, particularly, I think that once we come into the human design space and we get some language around this, we get some narrative and some structure and some understanding from a community, right? We get to apply some words to all of this. Then we can start seeing a lot more clearly just how much pressure is placed on us to to be the initiator, but specifically be the initiator for other people, right? To initiate for other people the things that they want but can't initiate for themselves. I've been doing this little experiment lately where Whenever I have been in a conversation with like a customer service representative or, you know, a, a, like a secretary or someone like that, whenever I'm ordering something over the phone or I'm booking an appointment or I'm, I'm doing, you know, any of those kind of like mundane things where, you know, you're engaging with another person and you need their assistance. I started noticing this trend where perhaps the appointment time that I wanted was not available or perhaps the thing that I ordered got lost in the mail or, you know, perhaps that the color of hoodie that I wanted, you know, was going to be on back order. And I started noticing that when these situations occurred, I would be speaking with customer service representatives, secretaries, receptionists, all of these people, and they'd just be just kind of giving me the problem and not offering me any solution. They would just sort of be dumping that problem at my feet and saying, well, you know, it's it's not going to be the way that you want it. It's going to be broken. And initially that made me so angry, so angry because I was thinking, you know, I, I'm I'm a white person from <laughs> – an upper middle class, like wealthy nation, I am used to seeing customer service as you are here to help me get what I want. And that's challenging in itself, right? To, to face those narratives and to, to face those biases that we all hold. But what I kind of initially started diving into around this was thinking, you know what, but I'm not a, I'm not a line five. I'm a four, six profile. So it's not natural for people to come and project their problems onto me. If I was a, a five, one or a five, two or, a, you know, two, five, um, I, I would expect that people would would bring these problems to me or even a you know a three five as well because that five line in the profile is really what what people deem as the problem solver and the five lines really enjoy being the problem solver they really like that role and so for a little while I was really confused I was really scratching my head around and thinking am I being perceived as a five have all this time have I just been you know like not using the right birth data am I actually a line five and then it hit me. This has nothing to do with the profile lines. And this has everything to do with my manifesto energy. The more potent and unfiltered I've allowed my manifesto energy to be, the more unapologetic I have been about my manifesto energy and 
letting myself just initiate and just activate things and just be the catalyst that kick things off, the more unconscious that energy has become, right? The more other people are receiving it with the, you know, volume dialed up to 11. Like people are receiving this at a higher decibel and a higher frequency because I am emitting it at that that level and that frequency, which means I'm now starting to have all of these interactions with people who are unconsciously receiving that manifest initiation energy. And they're saying, whoa, I don't know what to do with this. You, you do it. You solve the problems. You make the things happen. Once I started to put that together, I decided to play a little game and to start experimenting with this. Whenever I was running into an issue with something not being available, something not going correctly, you know, needing to work with a, a service assistant. And we we would have this experience of them saying, well, that's just not available or nope, that's just not going to work. I started saying, what do you propose is the best solution for us to move forward? And I tell you, it has changed the game. It has changed the game because in doing that, I'm like energetically bouncing the tennis ball straight back into their court and saying, I know that you are being activated by me. I know that you are feeling initiated. I know that you are unconsciously or perhaps consciously feeling like my energy is really competent and really powerful and kind of in your face, even though I'm not intending for it to be. And I know that that immediately makes you want to push it all back to me and make me solve these problems and fix this thing and and be the leader and choose the direction forward. But I want you to do that. I want you to do that. I want you to collaborate with me. I want us to work together for this. And the responses that I've gotten have been so fascinating, so fascinating. It's in so many cases, it's really like lit people up. Just having these interactions with customer service people saying to them, hey, yeah, we've got this problem, but I I need you to solve it. Like, what do you think is the best solution? What do you think is the answer? What do you think is the best way forward? And they've come up with amazing solutions and amazing answers. And I can feel their energy become buoyed up again. It, It becomes bouncy. It all sort of rises to the surface. Some people, I will admit, some people find it antagonistic and some people find it frustrating and I can hear them kind of sighing and (laughs) being annoyed at this annoying customer on the other end but the vast majority of people kind of really energetically engage in the process and I it has made me think about this experience overall as manifestors where we have spent our entire lives with people surrounding us knowing and feeling and sensing that we have the the power to initiate. We have the the power to commence, right? We have the power to light the match and start the fuse that if we put our weight behind things, shit is going to happen. And I, you know, even like looking back through my working career, that was always a phrase that was attached to me, always a phrase. I mean, you know, not only am I a manifester, but I have a defined ego and I also have a defined gate 16 on the 1648 channel. So my gate 16 is consciously defined. And for those who don't know, gate 16 is the gate of skills where you are the person who can just get in and do it. 
you can just do it and make things happen. And I have this willpower and this discipline and this force energy of the ego as well. And so throughout my working history, I was often referred to as, you know, the person that you want to get on your side. You know, if Holly puts her weight behind this, shit's going to happen. If Holly is involved in this and Holly is pushing this forward, then then it's all going to work. It's all going to come together. And as I got older and older and I moved further into the workforce and further into my career and I stopped being only seen as, you know, a, a young 16, 17, 18-year-old girl who kind of didn't really know any better and, you know, didn't wasn't really going anywhere. As I got older and that narrative around my age started to slip away, I started to notice with a lot more clarity that there were people who identified my abilities to do that and exploited them, exploited them. They would take that and they would schmooze me into promotions or into being headhunted, into taking on extra work. Or just we need you to be this person that comes over here and, you know, trains all of the new staff members or, you know, does this special guided customer experience or works on this project or takes on this, you know, big extra responsibility. No, we're not going to pay you, but, you know, this is, you're the only person that can do it. And I really shudder with anger at this point to to think back on the number of people that gained significant advantage from using and abusing my ability to initiate for their dreams, for their projects, for their desires and for their growth, all the while stripping it away from me. But I also see that there were a lot of people that just did that unintentionally. They weren't meaning to, they were just responding to my, my energy. And, you know, they did that kind of like hands up in the air, like, well, Holly can do it better. So I'll, I'll just hands off and I'll just let her go. And what that does for a manifester, when we get taught that, you know, we are only valuable in our ability to initiate when we're doing that for other people. And in fact, on the flip side of that, we often get taught that if we are initiating for ourselves, then we are selfish or we are crazy or we are narcissistic or we are weird, right? We get so many names thrown at us, so many negative connotations thrown at us when we try to initiate for ourselves and do our own thing and walk our own path and go a direction that nobody else is going that we really get kind of forced, like, you know, led very, very aggressively by the hands into using our ability to initiate for other people. I would even argue that it happens to female manifestors more than it happens to male manifestors simply by virtue of, of the role our gender takes in society. I think that male manifestors are celebrated for their ability to initiate for themselves. Female manifestors are reprimanded for their ability to initiate for themselves because it's selfish. It's not submissive. Our, our initiation skills need to be used for the benefit of other people and, of course, for the benefit of men. And if you look back at your story, that might be what you see as well, that the people who have benefited most from your ability to initiate are men. Even when that has been unintentional, there are still people in your lives who have really benefited from your belief system that you can't just give this to yourself 
that you can't just use your skills, you can't just use your capabilities, you can't just use your energy for you, that you have to be using it for them. You have to be using it for the greater good. You have to be using it for your colleagues, for your boss, for your workplace, for your husband, for your wife, for your children, for your extended family, for your community, um, for your the organization. You know, all of these things, all of this pressure that manifestors experience when people identify what it is that we can do. We, it's just, it feels so much like a constant vice around our necks that says, hey, we'll let you be powerful, but only if we can benefit directly from it. It's a real toxicity that moves through our environment, through our society, through the whole collective. It's a real toxicity. And I personally believe that it's a toxicity that we're healing. But the way that we're going to heal that is that manifestors have to go first. (laughs) Manifestors have to wake the fuck up. You've got to start claiming back your own power. You've got to stop letting other people have it. You've got to stop willingly handing it over to other people. That's going to look different for you depending on what environment you're in. Maybe that looks like stopping working for somebody else. Maybe that looks like changing the dynamics or putting boundaries in place with your family. Maybe that looks like stopping being the the martyrdom, self-sacrificing mother that is always doing everything for her children. Maybe that looks like um, stepping out of leadership roles within your communities or within the organizations that you participate in. Maybe that even just looks like not being the person in your workplace that all of your colleagues rely on. Oof, <laughs> that's a big one. That was me for a very long time. You are not here to use your energy and use your abilities and, and use your, your power as a manifester so that everybody else can latch onto your back and get an easier ride. You are not here to be the best in your workplace. You are not here to push your your boss forward. You are not here to keep the peace in your family. You are not here to make all the decisions and take all of the action for your partner or your children. That is not how your power was designed to be used, Manny. Your power was designed to be used solely, solely and specifically for your creative urges. That's it. Your power is designed to be used solely and specifically for your creative urges. If you are using your power somewhere else, and I am like sitting here, recording in my closet, hand up in the air, nominating myself for this, I am still journeying through claiming back my power from the places that I have put it, in taking responsibility for other people's problems, in taking responsibility for being the sole nurturer and parent to my children, even though I've got a fantastic partner, for taking sole responsibility for being the one with the biggest workload in my business, for taking sole responsibility for being the peacekeeper in my wider family. These are areas that I am still actively drawing my power back in, claiming it back, calling it back to home, bringing it back within me. The more we do that, the more we persist with that and we commit to that and give that gift to ourselves, the more powerful we become. The more your, your, your power, your ability to initiate gets called home, the more you radically change the world. 
the more you actually impact the world, the more that it slips into the synergistic design it was always meant to be in and used to be in, that you can actually follow your creative urges and put all of your power and all of your ability to initiate behind that in full faith that this it is going to benefit the world. It is going to benefit everyone and it's going to benefit them in the way that they actually need, not in the way that they currently see that they can exploit it to benefit them. You are here as a manifester to initiate on behalf of the collective, but that does not mean that you are here to give your power away to everybody in the collective to benefit from it while you slowly die. Sounds harsh, but it's incredibly true. It's incredibly true. And I think that that's really something that we all need to be working on as manifestors. I really think that that's something that we need to be taking on board as a really kind of prime focus, number one priority growth as manifestors because the collective around us is not going to change that until we change that. So the question is, where are you sending your power out to? Where are you initiating for other people and how can you be bringing that home? Reflect on that. Journal on that. Speak out loud on that, especially if you're an ego manifester. But take it on board. And let that integrate and let that settle and then take action on it. Because you're not only serving yourself doing that, you're actually serving the world. Okay, that's all I have to say about that. (laughs) We are done. This has been a really cool episode to record. I'm really, I'm kind of fascinated by everything that just came out. I hope that it was, it was really powerful for you. It felt really powerful to share all of that with you. Um, I would love your reflections. If there is something that you want to share about that, you can share it on social media and tag me. I love, love, love reading all of your experiences of listening to the podcast and the impact that it has on you. I am going to catch up with you in another episode very, very soon. But until then, my loves, please keep hunting for purpose. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. I hope that my words, my sharing and the spiritual wisdom that came through today's episode have a magnificently transforming impact on your life. If you love this episode, I would be so humbly and truly grateful if you would share it on your social media. You can tag me on Instagram or Facebook at The Holly Marie. And also please consider taking a moment to leave a review right here on iTunes so that this information, this podcast and this spiritual transformation can be spread to even more people. Again, I cannot wait to see you for the next episode of Hunting for Purpose.